SMQBs. This is episode 69. You can appreciate the maturity with which that was uh, uh, received this evening. But then we get on with business and we talk about the NBA Finals, still talking NBA basketball. And we have one more show with it, too, probably. We get an NHL Finals preview from our guest contributor from north of the border. We have more golf, 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 live versus PGA, uh, a really deserving punchable face of the week, maybe even internal punchable faces this week, and then a really, really good classic Ted Lasso. Check it out. Leave us a five-star review. Thanks for listening. Have fun. It's on the people, climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my head's the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the, dancing on the people, I got people. SMQBs, this is episode 69. <laughs> yeah, saw that coming a mile away. Uh, okay, this is a fun one, though. Number 69 was born in Anchorage, Alaska. He, although known for his prowess on the athletic field, he was also known as Detective Rock Hoover in Guiding Light for many years. Hmm. Mm, didn't mm. know that. He is a three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowler. Did he play for One, the Steelers? He did not. Okay. Broncos. He, he did play for the Broncos, oh, among it's... other teams. Stinky. He was on mm. the Broncos' 50th anniversary team. Need a form need a formal name. Stinky. Not good Mark, enough. Mark Schlereth. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yes. Mark Schlereth. Yeah. 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 I, I should have known the Rock Hoover. I should have let you way. finish about the pissing himself part of his bio. <laughs> he, he had three fumble recoveries in his career. How about that first stat? And interestingly, he uh, blocked for uh, Scott Linehan and John Freeze while playing at uh, Idaho. Was he really on TV? On a soap opera, he was. Pierce that way. Oh, come yeah. on, huh. on Rooster. We know you watch Guiding Light. <laughs> uh, I was kind of a yeah. general hospital guy myself. I was going to say he was, yeah. he, was, he was Luke and Laura. He was all over Luke and Laura. <laughs> well, who wouldn't be all over Laura? <laughs> so... I said Luke and Laura. <laughs> well, it is the 69th. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should back away from that as quickly as possible. So, yeah, who's this creep from Canada? What a creep. Wow. Yeah, so we, got a, we have Thanks a guest for here. Our fine reputations. Bison's got Jack Del Rio behind him, and you're referring to me as the creep? Well, there's yeah. a reason for that. <laughs> we'll get we'll, to we'll, that. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Boo. Milk is out. Moose Jaw's in this week. So, where is Milk? He is He's celebrating. He's returning from the big home. Yeah. He's triumphant. He, he had to take his sons up to see their favorite sports teams. Ah. <laughs> the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I, I, despite Milk always riding his players, which I really think he's a little too hard on Kevin Kiermeyer. He's a little too hard on Steve Stamkos. I have to say it is very impressive that during spring break, he actually pulled off the negotiation and got to an away game at Madison Square yeah. Garden. 
I mean, he yeah. actually he actually moved the tickets for Lion King so that he could go to Madison Square Garden, <laughs> where which we saw is not a very hosp- not very hospitable to uh, wow. fans of the opposing team. No, especially when they lose. No. Yeah, <laughs> well, he had his human shields with him. Yeah, he did. He literally <laughs> took human shields with him. But but wait, the, the, can I? I mean, I do have a question. I mean, the parent the parenting of allowing your children to wear Tampa Bay Lightning jerseys into Madison Square Gardens is a little questionable. It's human shields. It's brilliant. It's human shields. And he and he was know. actually I, wearing a rain. Did you see he was wearing Rangers gear? Was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> milk, you, milk, you fucking pussy. <laughs> That's uh, funny. All right. Well, listen, I think we the NBA playoffs started in episode 32, and here we are in episode 69. Um, Rooster House, you guys want to give us an update on what's going on in the finals? Go ahead, House. Rooster, I'm confused. I, I really I was going to go with the Celtics in the beginning of the playoffs, and then I don't know. Are we watching the finals of – one man single handled handedly lifting up a team, putting it on his shoulders and one of the most classic all time performances in Steph can Steph pull this off because it's either Steph or bust for that team. Yeah, I think we might be. I mean, he's 34.3 points a game and is shooting almost 50% from the three, three line. And all the while the, you know, vaunted Celtics defense is hanging all over him. He's not taking open shots. I mean, he's he's they're guarding him well. I mean, the guy's amazing. And and meanwhile, Draymond is averaging 4.3 a game. So he doesn't have the supporting cast uh this year. We we joked about the SM we joke a lot about the SMQB takedowns cuz we're trendsetters. We say things and then the sports world reacts and follows suit. And Rooster said either last week or the week before, maybe episode 32, sometime in the NBA playoffs, basically to sit Draymond. And what did Steve Kerr do in the fourth quarter? He benched Draymond because he was atrocious. Like, it was a Rooster SMQB takedown. You took down Draymond Rooster. Well, Looney's averaging seven points a game, playing about a third of the minutes that Draymond is playing. And he's getting... Good rebounds, playing decent defense. All he really doesn't do that you can get out of Draymond is uh, the assists, Tech- technicals, and the irritants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know why le- the why jolly. they don't start Looney. the uh, The thing too, though, to remember <laughs> is every time we think one team is, has pulled away and it's just going to close it out, we're wrong. So, and so the Celtics always win after a loss so far this this playoffs. So if they win tonight and go up three two, who knows what's going to happen? They 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 do have balanced scoring, but Tatum is just you know putting in his twenty two a game. He's not having Steph like nights ever, and he's quite capable of it, but he's not doing it. He's he's sort of. I think he has a shoulder injury, and they're just not talking about it. But he started I, out that last well, game with an air ball and never looked right after. I mean, there there were some who wanted to start comparing him to bird if they were able to pull this off. But yeah, I mean, what, what happened to him in the fourth quarter in game four? I mean, complete disappearing act. He had what four points. He was over five from three. He uh, just totally. And it, you know, and I, I texted at the time I said tonight, I think we finally saw the Celtics 
feel the pressure of the finals. I mean, well, I think he's hurt. I do think he's hurt. I think his shoulder hurts, and he and he has lost all confidence in his shot because of it. Who well, isn't somebody right else now. needs to step up? Jalen Brown or yes. somebody else needs to Pope, step that, up. I think you're right. I think I think you're going to see tonight. I think you're going to see Steph and Tatum relatively get theirs, and I think tonight it's going to either be someone like Clay or Jordan Poole mm-hmm. versus someone like. Jalen Brown, or maybe smart. even smart, or and that that's going to be white. someone steps up and wins the game on the you know co- complimentary players because I think they're going to get theirs. I I think Golden State is going to play some real D, assisted by the crowd tonight. I think Clay or Poole is going to go off, and it. I think this is going seven games. This this could turn into a really great series because yeah. it has yeah. gone back and forth, back and oh, forth, yeah. back and forth. Right, right. And, and, I, and look, I, they both have balanced scoring, except that uh, the Warriors have two outliers. They have Curry on the high end and Draymond on the low end. They've got Curry doing 34 a game, Clay 17, Draymond four, four points a game out of their, you know, top three player on the team Wiggins 16 and a half pool 12 and a half yeah but the Wiggins Wiggins defense on Tatum is making a difference yeah it is and his rebounds are too yeah yeah he's as long as anyone he's as quick as anyone I mean he he was drafted as the, the star like offensive guy but his defense has been off the charts I mean Boston's got got Jalen Brown and Tatum doing 22 a game Smart fifteen and a half, White fourteen, and Horford twelve. So they've got balanced scoring, but they turn the ball. This is what I was saying earlier in the in the series. Boston turns the ball over up to thirty three times in a game, one game, but always double digits. If they could just cut that out, they'd win with their superior defense and fairly evenly matched offenses. You know, to that to that point though about the ball handling, uh, I went back and looked at some of our texts from the other night. And I think it was like there was like a two minute or maybe even just a, a 90 second stretch where Steph hit a three. And then I think he had this this move in the fourth where he he just dribbled. I don't know what he did. I mean, it was like it was like a magic show. And then he drove in and had that little floater that went in. Yeah. I think there was yeah. probably like a minute 45 left in the game or something, maybe a little bit more time than that. I mean, he is unworldly the way he plays some of the moves really? I, I mean i've just never seen anybody handle the ball i mean the shots are one thing but the ball handling at times is just unbelievable he's like a ghost who, who goes in there and all of a sudden you know there's three guys guarding him and he dribbles 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 and next thing you know he's got eight feet around him for an open shot it's unbelievable he's got he's guys- playing good d and is making a lot of good passes too Sorry, go ahead. If, no, I was just going to say, if Golden State pulls off one more win, uh, they eclipse the record of, I don't know if you saw that stat, of most wins, I think, in the finals by three players staying together, which right now, Tony Parker, uh, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili playing together have 18 wins, and Golden State, Draymond, Clay, Steph are tied at 18. One more is 19. Finals, finals, finals. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, pretty cool. I mean, yeah. the, the the dominance of those three together, setting apart, you know, Igudala and you know uh, KD when he was there, you know, just those three, that core could be the, one of the best cores of all time. One you see, you see Tony Parker's quote. He said, "You you could forget about me all you want, but when I go home, I've got four rings." It's true. <laughs> what did I, I wonder? How many Jordan and Pippen had finals? Uh, oh, that'd be six. Wins. No, no, those no, two no. Games. No, games. Games. Oh, I no. guess they. I guess uh, six At times four, 24, 24. They, didn't, they didn't lose any. Finals. Yeah. Well, and right. but it, but when they started their run, weren't there five games for the uh, first round as opposed to seven? Was, best but these two are just it, yeah, finals, final rounds. Final. These are finals wins. Yeah, they just didn't have a third with them. But they don't year. have the third. That's yeah, right. they didn't it, have it the changed. third. It's so they had Kerr and they had Kerr Paxton, and Paxton. Different, yeah, different different stretches. Well, and Rodman. Yeah. I take it that Moose John Miller is rooting for the Canadian Wiggins. Oh, absolutely! I, was, I don't want the Celtics to win. I'm so sick of this. The Celtics well, I was I was curious time. about that, now. Moose Jaw. What what is the Canadian view? I mean, do, do Canadians they're, they're, care? Do they watch? Listen, I think that the 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 people that are basketball fans that I mean, there's there's no hockey to watch for you guys. So <laughs> hockey will. Ouch! You know what? No, I I, I will tell you the hockey will still get better ratings no matter what here. Um, especially you know, like reruns. <laughs> Instant classics. Instant classics. But no, I mean, the Stanley cup finals will always get a higher rating than the NBA finals, but there's a basketball is growing like crazy in this country, but you don't, you don't hear a, a focus on Andrew Wiggins um, at all. You know, it's 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 all about Golden State and Boston. But what but about when Nash? To, what about when Nash was making his run? I mean, see, he Nash, was a big Canadian guy, huge Canadian. But again, the Raptors hadn't grown the game like they have in the last eight, nine, ten years. So it wasn't the same. The Raptors. Um, it's sort of like when the Blue Jays started winning in the mid '80s. Baseball exploded nationally uh, throughout the country. Um, and that's what's happened over the last 10 years with the Raptors. Basketball's growing. And that's why you're seeing so many more Canadian kids coming up through uh, the NCAA and into the draft. You guys are missing out. You're missing one very famous Canadian basketball player. Mr. Naismith? Dr. Naismith? No, R.J. Barrett. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. That dookie? No, oh, fuck that. Hey, <laughs> listen. We are finally going to come to the end of this eternal season. So I need to know now from the SMQBs, it is tied 2-2. The, the series must end by Sunday before episode seven, 70. So I'm going with 4-3 Golden State now. What, what's everybody else going with? I think I've flip-flopped and I'm with you. Golden State and seven. Golden I'm staying State with, six. Staying with Golden my prediction, Warriors and six. six. I'm taking Warriors and six, too. They're going to... What what about tonight, guys? You guys think it'll be a close game, crunch time? Will that matter? I, I think the Warriors win going away tonight. I agree 12, with you, Pope. Yeah, twelve to fifteen at least. I think the Celtics come back after the tough loss and win. Then the Golden State wins two in a row to end. Wow! Wow! That's tough. All right. All right. All right. Anything else on NBA? No? It's almost over. 
Thank God. <laughs> Draft is right around the corner. <laughs> oh, boy. All righty. Let's uh, talk a little hockey. We actually, the uh, only sports playoffs that go longer than the NBA's. Hockey. Yeah, well, well, we, uh, we were, you know, well, we're here. I mean, listen, you got yeah. it half right in your preview show. So yeah, yeah. talk to us. Give us a little I, preview. I gotta you, I, listen. Colorado, I, I don't see how Tampa's going to challenge Colorado. I really don't. Colorado is so complete. There's, I mean, did you watch some of the, that Edmonton, Colorado, just the speed of the game? My wallet hopes you're right. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> I, I listen, I hope I'm right too. Uh, but Colorado, I mean, Colorado's just such a complete team, even with that. And Kadri, uh, who was playing phenomenally, just phenomenally, without him, they're still going to be fine. Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a six-game series, and I think Colorado's going to win it in six. Their goalie's back too, right? Kemper is it Kemper? Yeah, but they, yeah, but the 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 uh, Bednar has said he hasn't decided on who the goalie's going to be because Kemper was he was below nine hundred in his save percentage. Um, you know, he hasn't. They have not. They're one team that's made the finals in recent history without having the uh, hottest goalie in the league. Well, let me ask you a question: How did they get what what was the key move what did they do that made them i mean everybody keeps talking about how how loaded they are as a team yeah. i mean how did they yeah. how did they get there they drafted a kid named cal mccarr fifth overall and this i mean he is the best defenseman in the nhl by far like it's not even close i mean his skating he reminds me of paul he's a big tougher paul coffee the way he skates and moves with the puck and then you add in, you know, and Nathan McKinnon is arguably the second best player in the NHL behind uh, McDavid. I mean, they're, just, they're, they're just so they're loaded everywhere and they're big. Let me ask yeah. you, this. they, 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 I think they swept their first round. They went six against the blues and then they yeah. swept yeah. Uh, Edmonton. So what, if anything, did the blues do to find at least a couple of wins? Like what do you have to do to slow down or beat Colorado for a game or two or three? Yeah. St. Louis is a big, strong team, right? So you gotta, you gotta get in their way and you gotta rough them up and you gotta make them fight along the corners where they don't want Listen, Tampa. Tampa loves to cycle the puck. They're great at cycling the puck. Uh, Colorado wants to do in an NBA analogy, a fast break. They want to be running and gunning. Uh, they can cycle, but you know that's where St. Louis was really good. They they can get them on the boards, forecheck hard, and hit, hit, hit. That's what Tampa's going to have to do, uh, and they can do it, but they're going to have to catch them. And that's it's funny be though problem. because those those fast break, fast offenses they, they don't they don't usually do well in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. No, nope, they don't. They don't. They don't usually get but, through. They usually get caught. But you know what? You know what they've been doing? They've been they've been cracking down. Some like there was a call the other night. Uh, Miller, Miller for uh, the Rangers got called for hooking and he really just got his stick in on it. Like there was going to be a one-timer and I can't remember who was on Tampa and it was a great play. And back in, you know, 10 years ago, that's not a penalty. Now they're calling anything that touches the stick. And so I think that the clutch grab hold stick stuff is really getting um, penalized even in really important games where it used to, you know, mm-hmm. you get to game six, seven, they didn't call that stuff. They're calling that stuff now. 
I think I think I think they're just so strong. They're so fast, Colorado. Tampa can't, and Tampa is. I mean, they have been through it three straight years of going to the finals. There's some wear and tear on those. Balls. A lot of hockey. That's a lot, a lot of hockey. And then you add it, and Pat Maroon is now playing his fourth consecutive final. Okay, but but Moose Jaw, you kept texting us, yeah, about the heart of a champion. Yeah, you, you can't discount that in Tampa, and you can't discount their goalie. And their defense no, but, is pretty good too. It's not no, their de- their defense is good, no question. And I don't. The only thing I Colorado is a very different team than the, than the New York Rangers. I texted as soon as when the Rangers beat Colorado when the Rangers were playing Carolina. I texted you guys and said, "No, neither one of these two teams is going to beat the the Tampa Bay Lightning." But Colorado is a different is a different team. So let's let's take a break from talking about this year's finals and just talk for a minute about the fact that Tampa Bay is there three years in a row, regardless of what happens here. Where is their what is their legacy? Do they need to win this to go down as one of the great teams of all time or are, is their legacy secured? I, I think their legacy should be secured, should be but I don't think it is because it should be because in a salary cap era where you have to change up the team and you have to make things work salary cap wise, they've done, they are as good a franchise and team as ever, but the history books don't talk about salary caps and things like that. And the greatest dynasties of, the Montreal Canadians of the seventies, the Islanders of the eighties, the, the Oilers, the Penguins all have more than two Stanley Cups. Um, and well, yes, that, I know Tampa and if you lose, one, if you lose your last one, yeah. that's what everybody remembers, you know, right? Right. But it, I mean, it's a shame because it's such <clears throat> a different era because of salary cap considerations. Um, you know, they've had to give up some good players. Just they couldn't afford them. And that's a right. Shame. But just, just so we're clear, what I'm hearing you say is that if they lose this finals, then really nobody gives a flying shit what no they did in the other two, right? You just forget about it. It's just the waste. They go to the wasteland of history and nobody uh, will care about Tampa I Bay think, winning two. I before. mean, they had a bubble win. I right. They had a bubble win. A I mean, really, there. You really, you can't really think they're that good a team if, if they lose this finals, no, right? But, that's, but, no, but then, that's but consensus, then came, right? But then they came back. Milk would won. agree with you. Then they yeah. came back and won. But you know what? The, the, the hockey, the true hockey historians will probably see them as a, great franchise the average hockey fan will say so what i think this team puts two three maybe four players literally in the hockey hall of fame um kucherov vazzy headman these are all-timers for a franchise um if they win don't don't forget markham's own steve stamkos and stamkos (laughs) so i mean if they if they win this and beat the prohibitive favorite Avalanche, it does secure a legacy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's a dynasty. If if they get blown out like 4-0 or 4-1, it's a good question as to whether or not, you know, it's a very special team, but is it it does it rank up there with the Penguins or the Islanders or the Oilers? I'm not sure that it does if they lose 4-0, 4-1. But you know, I don't, if you look I don't at, think there's look- any chance they're getting swept. I don't think so either, but if you look at the composition of, of the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Oilers of the 
late 80s or the Canadians of the 70s. I mean, they don't measure up to those teams. But again, it's a different era. Those teams mm-hmm. would blow out the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, just, but we'll see. We'll see. The heart of a champion is a, is a factor. And those the Avalanche have not, I mean, when I saw a stat that the Avalanche have 29 Stanley Cup final games on their roster and the Lightning have 200 and some odd, you know, combined games. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, the disparity. So we'll see. Well, I, I think I think experience is always an overrated issue when it comes to you. Just got to play the game. I, I have a question. I mean, hockey is generally looked at as you know the guys are pretty tough, right? I mean, these are these are brawlers, tough guys out there. When you talk about hockey fans, how many times in a series can you give up on your team and say <laughs> it's over? This guy sucks. <laughs> He's washed up. How many times can you do that? Um, well, milk, are you, are you uh, about so, so and, then a, and then after the game, have instant, uh, you know, for, just instantly forget you ever said any of that. He's yeah, a narf. Right. He's a narf. He's, cap, he's Captain Knee Jerk. He's Captain Narf. Just, just remember, in the first round with the Leafs, I was sitting watching game six. The Leafs are up by two goals with 13 minutes to go, and he's like, it was a nice run. Congrats. And I wrote back to him. I said, what the fuck are you doing? It's <laughs> like, I, I actually think I said to Chris, I, I was on the phone with Chris a little bit earlier. And I think milk is actually having ankle surgery to repair it. <laughs> Cause he was jumping on and off the bandwagon so many times. Yeah. And it, like, I, I guarantee you, he's in a cast. He's got to be in a cast. No, <laughs> he, like I said, he has complete amnesia. <laughs> he compl- he forgets that he said maybe, all that stuff. Maybe he was the guy that got punched. I think it's in writing. Maybe yeah, maybe he was. <laughs> so he asked that by today, by Monday, that we declare our loyalties, our allegiance. Pope and I are already on record as being for the Avalanche. Is there anybody here that's supporting Tampa Bay for this series? I'm going Tampa Bay in six. Oh, wow. wow. Oh God. I think they're gonna surprise wow. you guys. You're just supporting your partner. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, they've got the best goalie. They've got good defense, and they have their offense is a notch below the Avs. They're both awesome teams, but I'm taking Tampa and seven. Oh, oh my God! God. Oh, oh, another championship uh, for your Florida. You guys just do not like America. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm gonna. I, I, I honestly, I think it's gonna be. It's Colorado in five or six. It's Colorado in five. Five. Suck it, milk. Abs in five. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nathan McKinnon is going to – he's a hungry hockey player right now. Milk might burn his jerseys if uh, <laughs> if it goes five. I mean, if it's just five games, they don't will even that show in, up. Will he burn Harrison Preston's jerseys too? He'd be a Rangers fan. Will that include the Tom Brady jersey, please? please. Well, yeah, I was going to say, he's just going to switch over to his Brady jersey. So, yeah. Good luck, All Milk. Right. Anything else on uh, on hockey? How, how long is this series going to take? What are we What are we looking at? Uh, August, August, September? No, two weeks. Two weeks, tops. 
Yeah, the It'll first do, game's they, Wednesday. The next yeah, one's not till Saturday, for God's sake. I think right? it can finish June 29th or something like that. No, no, because the draft the draft is yeah, June 28th, right. so it has to. I think the NHL draft June 28th, so it has to be done before that. That's right. I'd That's really like news. to see them get to July. Nothing says hockey like July. Let's see. Let's, Tampa, see the, let's see Game Tampa, Seven Florida. on July 4th. Yeah, the hurricane yeah. season. <laughs> That's like All baseball. Right. That's like the World Series in November in New York. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the preview, Moose Jaw. Okay. Yeah, no problem. All right, let's uh, let's move over. Um, keeping it with the uh, the American theme here and, and all good things in in the USA. Um, golf. PGA. You mean wait the, wait the golf tournament that was just held in Toronto? Well, we're <laughs> going to be talking about that. <laughs> well. But, no, but or London, they're both but, American somehow or another. There was a there was a little uh, a little uh, club live member member tournament <laughs> over in London. Club live, club live. Where the number 126 player in the world won 4.75 million dollars for the largest payday in the history yep. of golf, yep. other than winning the FedEx Cup, and. The number 134th player, and that was Charles Schwartzel, 134th player, Henny Duplassus, which, you know, just rolls off the tongue because he's one of your favorites, right? He won $2.125 million by coming in second, which and was... Then, and, and then got team money on top of that. Which was three times the most, his career earnings for coming in second in a little exhibition match. It is... It is pathetic the money that the Saudis use to sports wash their atrocities <laughs> over in London. And and are some of our guys, you know, Phil and DJ and now Bryson and Pat Reed and fucking Pat Perez. Who cares about Pat Perez? They're all joining this league. Well, um, did you know who Henny Duplessis was before this? No. no. I, th- I thought he was in Les Mis. It's honestly. It's, he- he won two point eight seven five million. Qualifying for S and Q B. He won two point eight seven five million because he was on their winning team. Also right. got seven hundred fifty yes. grand on top. I mean, of this, you're talking this is, about team stingers there. Yeah, bro. This, this is yeah. fucking rich coming from Pope. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are paying Zeke ninety million dollars, and you're talking about about uh, sports washing. And that's atrocities? an atrocity as well. Jeez, I mean, that's. <laughs> I'll admit that. that. That's I'll admit as bad that. As anything but, in the live tour. Come on, but, man. Hey, I got a question. I think y'all know the answer. How much did the guy who didn't break 75 in one fucking round? How much did he make this weekend? 120,000. 120 grand. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we all could have made 120,000 just for showing up. I, I'm not sure who the guy was who almost killed. We one should of all the, enter. We should all attendees. It, it would be a five-way race for 120 grand. Pope, but, here's my question for you. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that you're the Chase Kepka of lawyers. But, <laughs> but if if Fulbright the, Jaworski, Chase, if Fulbright Jaworski offered you five million dollars to go across town in Dallas and defend Texas Power Energy, would you take it? I'd give him the middle right there, buddy. Yes, Pope. <laughs> yeah, Pope. Ten million. I'm can't be bought. Yes, Pope. Speaking of Chase, values. Kepka, he tied Phil Mickelson. Yeah, Phil. Phil the thrill plus ten. He shot a seventy-six in the final round. You know. 
DJ was plus one, and he got paid $625,000 for eighth place. Let's talk about a real tour. Moose Jaw. Yes, sir. Great tournament you guys put on there. <laughs> the national, national championship in Canada. Roy McElroy, yeah. who's pretty much might as well be an adopted Canadian. By the way, Rooster, do you know how many Irish are over in, uh, had uh, immigrated over to Canada? No. A lot. Two million. <laughs> Huge Irish contingent yeah. there. Big Irish. Wow. So Rory and, and, wins. And, and you know what Rory was doing all week? How he marked his ball, right? He used no. either a loony or a toonie. And he was using the toonie on Sunday for the idea of back-to-back championships. A toonie sounds like a... Episode sixty nine. What's going well, on? Well, no, no. I, I. By the way, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I'm bringing my loonies and toonies to mark my ball this weekend. Yeah, I, I'm representing Canada. I'm sure you are. By the way, I keep trying to tell you guys, Rory is not Irish. He's British. Mm. <laughs> oh. So the troubles. Oh, no, bringing up the troubles. We had a mediation that started this way, and it did not go well, Rooster. Remember. <laughs> Yeah. So Rory <laughs> wins one point one point five six million dollars, which you know might put him in the top three for Club Live for a tournament that's a shotgun start. Yeah, he tied Brandon Grace for winnings. And you know what? What a great Sunday that was. I mean, the PGA Tour yeah. couldn't have had a better response to the Club Live by having you know three guys who were you know playing good golf. JT is in the top five. Finau's top 15, uh, dueling all the way out. You know, Rory has birdie, birdie finish to, uh, to win. But afterwards, that's what I really want to talk about. Because yeah. Rory, <laughs> Rory was, uh, uh, for a CBS interview, he said, you know, this number 21 means a whole lot to me, especially since it's one more than someone else. And, of course, you know, the CBS guys jumped on it immediately. Go, oh, well, that's, that's Greg Norman that he's talking about. He had 20 wins. But then he actually said it to his credit uh, at the at the when he was getting his trophy in his speech. He said, "This is really important to me because this is one more than Greg Norman on that tour over there." So uh, you know, PGA great response. They suspended all these players. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? Um, I, you know, I don't think it's healthy for golf. I've been, as you guys know, adamant that this is this is bad all the way around. There's not any positive to come out of it. Um, and I think the more that we make fun of these guys uh, selling out to go ba- make a bunch of money from a terrorist-sponsored uh, government, then you know the more shaming uh, that possibly will get us back to where we need to be. What do y'all yes. think, Pope? I, I was this weekend. I was golfing uh, for my fifth round of the season. <laughs> <laughs> and practice up, partner. If is if you mean the season that started five days ago. <laughs> We got we got Chambers Bay coming up in a so, but but we were talk we were talking about a little bit of the hypocrisy of the PGA because there have been other tours all around the world the PGA players have been allowed to play in that are not tied into the PGA they are their own independent tour Brooks Kepka was on one of them for a while there's tours in Singapore and South Africa and all over the place. And PGA has never restricted players from going to those tours and earning the money. So it, it, I understand there's a there's a morals part about this, but isn't this really about the threat to their wallet and not about anything more than that? Isn't this really potentially just a plain 
as the law would say, a restrictive covenant, just trying to restrict the free agency of these players to play on other tours because they used to play on. Well, they still do play on other tours all the time. Look, they're going to play the four majors. If they don't want to be on the PGA tour, fuck, that's fine. Hit, let the door hit you as you leave. It's, it's, you know, you want to be a part of the PGA tour, <laughs> then you go by their rules. If you don't go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Well, but their players not going by their rules to quote unquote, why ban these players because of this tour when they're not banning players, when they played on other tours is the question. Well, they, they, they always gave up to three releases a year to play on other recognized tours, be it the European tour or the Australian. And so that was always the arrangement there. And I do think that the Australian and the other tours are affiliated with the PGA tour to some degree because of the Ryder cup is the European tour versus the, you know, the PGA. I think this is president's cup is made up of the other tours. Right. So that's why this is somewhat different. Yeah. And the money. And it's me, the Saudis and, if, you know, I, it's, it's hard to divorce yourself from that. If you Obi, took I mean, the I, Saudis I, out of it. Yeah, I know. I had a buddy ask me that. It, right. What, what, what's the, what's the, is the reaction the same? I think my reaction is more of a disappointment than anger. What uh, about it, the PGA tours reaction? I think it's the same. No, I, I don't disagree. I, I the, the PGA tour can't allow for rogue tours to pop up and steal their best players. They can't. Listen, this, is, this feels like the, that's what they're selling. Like the US they have a product. The, the Saudis funded 9-11 and the PGA tour wasn't speaking out against them back then. Yeah, but even our government doesn't speak out against them yeah, about yeah. that, right? Right. Well, it's not like the PGA tour can invade Iraq, so I guess they have to go right to the source on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Moose Joe, what were you going to say? No, I was just gonna. I mean, it's. I. This feels like the USFL of golf. You know, they threw a bunch of money, and remember, they signed Herschel. Herschel. Herschel Walker. I mean, thank God. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then, but you think about. It, I mean, they had Steve Young and Jim Kelly. And they paid loads of money, right? <clears throat> loads of money. It just and it just it doesn't work. And and I and I I gotta tell you, I I thought Rory's comment was this the best. Like, how many houses do I need? Like at some point, like when is it enough? Like, why do you, I mean, if, do you want to compete against the best in the world or do you just, do you need endless amounts of money? I mean, I guess Phil needs endless amounts of money. Phil needs his it. debts, yeah. his debts, but um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think these guys who have come up through the PGA tour, made a name, made a career. They owe some, they owe a little bit of a debt to that organization also in that, that's where they made their reputation and just to turn their backs on it. I mean, I get Phil doing it, but not DJ. No, I don't get DJ at all. And then for him to finish eighth in eighth place, that's gotta be humiliating. Well, there's no pressure. I mean, it's, it's literally it's and Monahan, Jay Monahan, the PGA commissioner said it best. He goes, you know, we have a, we have a competitive golf tour here and they have an exhibition over there. I just want to know, do they get like, like free stuff from the pro shop, but they finish in the top part of their flight? <laughs> but <Yeah>. Listen, listen, <laughs> they get a credit. Do they, a, do they get a closest to the pin of free sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get a credit. Two, two guys named Brandon Grace and Peter Uline made yep. 
2.25 and 1.875 million each respectively. And, and the guy that uh, Brian was talking about, Henny, made almost $3 million. Those guys are never making that money on the PGA Tour. Right. In their careers. In their careers. Yes. Here's an interesting thought, though. Look, how how long is this thing really going to last? And let's let's take out the Phils and the and the Greg Normans and and DJs, guys who are financially secure. And I mean, they don't need to play golf anymore for money. They have so much. What about those guys that you're talking about who are trying to make a living playing golf? If this thing folds next year, they're not going to be welcome on the PGA Tour. They are done playing competitive. Uh, golf to make money. And and a lot of people had to make that tough call because the odds are this thing is not around for more than two, maybe three years. Why would it fold? Well, yeah, I just think profit is not what's driving it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think, look, I'm just saying the odds are, I don't, I mean, we've seen other leagues pop up and they generally fail, right? When they try and mimic a sport that has a good thing going, they typically fail. Um, and you're right. I mean, the Saudis have, they just keep, you know, drilling money out of the, out of the earth, but, um, I don't know. I mean, the odds, I still think the odds favor that it won't be around. These guys are toys for them. The right. Lamborghinis and hotels and thoroughbreds are, these guys are toys for them. And as long as there's an appetite, you know, there's now three or four F1 events over there. Um, it's all, it's all toys. And I think eventually, if they get a television contract, if they eliminate some, if they get television contract, and if they eliminate a couple of the dumb gimmicks, like teams and logos, if they just play golf, and to Pope's point, if they make it a competitive tournament that actually counts for something. Uh, plus, I also think it's going to be very interesting when it's over here in the U.S., I think it's a real difference well, between yeah, Pumpkin over Ridge. there. Yeah, I think there's going to be a and, real difference when it starts coming to New Jersey and Florida and Pumpkin Ridge and all that stuff. Well, let me let me play devil's advocate to what I just said too. Then, so fast forward five years and it's still around. At what point does the PGA say, "Oh, let's have the uh, you know the the Governors Cup, where the PGA Tour players take on the Live players, yeah. so that they can cash in on it too." When Florida will the PGA is it a Florida scramble? Out, yeah, what when will the PGA decide to cash in on it on it also? Maybe a shamble. So how did the, how did the team play even work? Did they just total up the teams? I I, no, I, scores? Did, I did not no. watch a highlight of it. I did not watch because any of team of it. play because of team play, Oos won 1.3 million dollars. Well, he came in the- 10th place. And won one point three million because he got seven hundred fifty thousand for being on the winning team. Well, maybe well, the winning team was the South Africans, Usti's and it team. was preordained. It wasn't even a drafted team. They were minus yeah. twenty. They won by over fourteen strokes. That was right. their deal that they got to play together. That's and they, didn't, they didn't even go through a draft. And 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 yeah. but but the way it, I mean, hit gimmick. First round they got to pick one golfer. Second round they picked two. Third round they had to use three. And the cumulative score is how they got their scores. Gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. I just say this. Do they, they get did, a milkshake at the turn? Moose Jaw said that it was did, did Moose said that it was more akin to the USFL. I think this might be more akin to, you know, the AFL versus the NFL. 
when the, when the PGA becomes strapped for money within the next few years, because some of these players are leaving and the money, et cetera, et cetera, and there's a TV deal, don't be surprised if there's ultimately some kind of merger and the PGA prize money goes up and, you know, there's some, there's some kind of arrangement where it all gets merged. You, you, know, you the, might be right. I hope you're wrong, but you might be I right. think you're wrong. The, uh, you know, don't forget the USFL was actually successful for a while. If they had stayed in their lane and for a little while longer, I, I think they may have been successful. It was that stupid lawsuit trying to get in to fall football that wrecked it. Tell you what, what is going to be interesting is how are these guys going to be received at Brookline starting on Thursday? I sent you guys the tea times there. You know, the USGA, I think they, they teamed up some of these club live guys together (laughs) so that you'll have some interesting fan reaction. I mean, Phil has been beloved. You know, he's like Arnie Palmer. People love oh. Phil. What kind of reaction is he going to get on the first tee? Or how about DeShambo? Very positive. Well, I'd oh boo him God. anyway. You think, oh, yeah. you think be, you really? Think, you think, think, for, you think it'll be positive for Phil? These are really. golf fans. I don't think they give two shits. Well, oh, I, think I, I don't that. think they're going to. They're also. I don't think they're going to treat DJ they're also, and DeShambo. They're also. Hello. They're also patriotic. And I think that this is seen as a little bit of an affront to the USA. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I jokingly said before that, that this was moving into another USA segment. And I, and I think that's exactly what I meant by that is that this is, this is an affront to the USA. You're right, Pope. I mean, this was, you picked the Saudis over, um, over the United States, you traitorous bastards. You took took blood money over. That's right. Over. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it will be interesting house. You, you know, you may be right. But it, it is not going to be the type of roar that you would normally hear for Phil. And there are going to be, if there's a smattering of booze, there could be a lot more. And as, as the time goes on, let's say he sucks, because right now he fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm not sure how much encouragement he's going to get from the fans. And what about, what about DJ? and, and uh, They're going to get, they're gonna get you, outright booed. I mean, absolutely. You think, you think Phil's going to make the cut? No way. No, I'm not going to make no, the cut. No, no way. Okay, no. but let's say yeah, he can't DJ, even make the cut at the member member. Let's say DJ <laughs> DJ gets his groove back and he's top. He's one of the last three pairings Sunday. Uh, there will be a lot of cheers and a lot of people. Let's say DJ is going up against Rory. 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 No, not Rory. Let's say, let's say DJ is going up against an upstart somebody from – Mito from Peru or Chile or wherever. Who's who's the crowd rooting for? Mito over or DJ? They're going Mito. for DJ. No. I don't think so. I, I disagree with you. I don't think they were going to root for him. I don't okay. think so. No, it'll be it'll. That's a sideshow. Really I think you're going to see some heckling like you've yeah. never seen before on a golf course. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It could get it could get ugly. It could really get ugly. I mean, if this was in Philly, there'd be batteries being thrown, no doubt. Oh or imagine, God. imagine if oh, they're you know, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Imagine if they're Beth, Beth Page Beth, right now. Beth Page, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Good lord, this. Beth Page. You think Sergio's yeah. ever going to come back to the United States? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Will he get booed? Exactly. <laughs> well, Sergio I mean, Sergio's get. kind of had uh, American fan, but, you know, fans have kind of supported Sergio. No, but remember, He's married Beth to a Page. U.S. chick. No, but at Beth Page years ago at the U, uh, what was it, the PGA? They were on his case because of the regripping, regripping, and 
the wild they were on his case so i i think i don't think they'll be very supportive of him all right quick well, around quick fire who do you got for uh u.s open jt house i'm gonna go with a little bit of a shocker matthew fitzpatrick well he did win the amateur there he's playing well 2013 okay he's playing well the Bison. gator the gator i like that Herschel. Herschel. I like Scott, that. I'm going to, I think Scotty comes back. Hmm. I'm going to go Rory. I'm going with a front runner, but I think oh. he is, he's in a good place right now. The only question is, can he make two foot putts? Cause we know he can stripe it. <laughs> uh, we, we all know that he'll have an incredible Sunday round back by nine strokes and he'll go six under to end up losing by three. He could. It milk should be texted, fun. First, milk, first milk time since me, Oh, milk texted me his pick. He's going with uh with Bryson. <laughs> no. <laughs> About, yeah, he said he said it's his new favorite player, and that's who he's pulling for. Uh, oh, I gotta, get him, I gotta get him one of those hats. Can wear one of those hats on the golf yeah. course. <laughs> first time at Brookline since '88. First time at All Brookline right. since the Ryder Cup, big Sunday comeback. All right, that was a lot of golf talk. We got anything else on golf? Nothing else. Go nibblicks. All right, let's go from a bunch of uh, guys who should be punched in the face to our punchable face of the week. And I'm going to lead off this week with this one. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with a triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. better oh my fucking god we have to do this again i mean listen uh cousin justin requested that i at least throw in a punch to dan snyder to make him stay as a front runner for most punchable faces ever but we do have to start with uh snyder's defensive coordinator jack del rio um i mean come on man so here's how it starts he I guess what happened was there was a a news story put out somewhere by the Brookings Institute that, you know, purported to tell the whole story about January 6th. And 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 Del Rio decided to pick up on that and tweet it out, would love to understand, quote, the whole story about why the summer of riots, looting, burning and the destruction of personal property is never discussed, but this is hashtag common sense of which he was exercising, not at the time, because everybody knows that that is the, that is dog whistle code for black people burning things. Right. I mean, that that is exactly what he's saying. Oh, who cares about the Patriots on January 6th? Let's talk about the uh, the black people and minorities who were burning things. That's the code that goes down there. Well, then the next day he was asked some questions about it at a presser. And he just, he just dug, I mean, he doubled down on all of it. You know, why aren't we looking into these things? Why are we not talking about it? You can see it on TV. And then he says, we have a dust up at the Capitol, Mm. a dust up. We are now, you know, it's it's ironic too. Of course, if that comes up this week when we have these live uh, 
primetime hearings going on and seeing video footage, you know, how many Capitol police officers were injured during the so-called dust up. Um, you know, and the thing about Del Rio doing this, there, there's so much wrong with it. I don't even know where to start. I, I really, it's just so like, just shut your mouth. I mean, it, it's, you don't need to be talking about this. You're working for a franchise that's under congressional investigation as it is. It just shows what a toxic, toxic, terrible uh, company environment, whatever you want to say, the Washington football organization is at this point. And, you know, you've constantly got these, these efforts at trying to turn the page in Washington. Um, but, then this guy has to come out and just just stick his foot right in it. I, I don't know. I, it, I it's very upsetting. You know, you you want to root for your team, but every freaking week they do something that's more and more embarrassing and just awful. And then you know, Ron Rivera, he's got to get a punch too because yep. Rivera, you know, Rivera stands up, and and everybody thought we're bringing in a principled guy you know, a, a man's man who's going to stand there and, and, and lead these young players and, and have, you know, scruples and morals and principles. And the best he can do is find Del Rio a hundred thousand dollars. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And then, you, you know, this guy's got to be fired. Yeah. He shouldn't have said this stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, he has the right to free speech. Can we stop with this shit about free speech people? All that free speech means is the government can't tell you what you can and can't say. A private employer can fire your fucking ass if you say something they don't agree with. You don't have any free speech when you're working in a private industry. OK, you can say it, but you don't have any any right to keep your job after you say it. <clears throat> so, you know, it's it's just uh, th there's just so much wrong with it. It's just really personally very disappointing. Uh, and the whole organization's response to it is, is equally as disappointing. Everybody gets punched. It's, Ron Rivera, you get punched. Snyder, you get punched. And Del Rio, you get punched. How well has it been received in the locker room, Bison? Punch them, too. Punch your defensive line. Outrageous. Yeah, I mean, you well, know. Did you guys see Ed Reed come out and, and say to the Ed Reed Hall of Fame safety for the Ravens, came out and said to the current players on the commanders, you can't play for this guy. You can't, you know, you have a voice. Say something. It's not they need what to Young said. They need to fire him because there's there's going to be, I think there's going to be a huge morale problem for the guys. What did Chase Young say? That's my guy. He, I, <laughs> what, yeah, he said, that's my guy. He can say what he wants. I understand people are going to have different opinions on different things. That's my guy. Well, Chase, Chase Young needs to know that if the people who, were involved in what he called the dust up on January 6th looked like chase young. That's right. It would have been all killed. Shot. Yeah. Jonathan Allen did the same thing. Jonathan Allen said, I don't care what his opinions are. If he comes to work and works hard, that's all I care about. But you know, it, it's, it's just, it's embarrassing. Comes with age. You remember Barkley used to be a little like that too. And then he grew up and changed his view, his worldview a lot. Del Rio isn't exactly young. No, no. I mean, the players, no. I understand. Well, I understand that Del Rio historically has been a good defensive coach, but Lord knows that the Washington organization has developed lots of young, good coordinators. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Bison, but like, yeah. kick this guy the coaches. curb. Plus, kick this guy the curb. Develop a young yeah, coordinator. Right. You've got studs on defense. You don't need this guy. You Plus, do didn't not he need take an outstanding defense and 
put in a mediocre performance last year? They sucked last year. Yeah. yeah. Shut, like he, shut your pie hole and he, worry about coaching. They would have been better he, off without a coach on defense because they have a lot of talent. You know, it's just like, you know, look, politics are politics. Sports are supposed to be somewhere you go to get away from that stuff, too. And now and now here it is. I mean, it's just. So Cap, just Cap takes a knee. Right. And he hadn't played in the NFL in seven years. Right. And you got somebody like Del Rio spouting off that bullshit, and he's still got a job. Everybody gets exposed in this. Everybody. You know, the, the NFL's exposed, too. Everybody's exposed. The NFL hasn't said anything about it. Not a word. Well, look at their words. Kick them in the balls, too. Fuck all of them. Assholes. Del Rio, fuck you, you asshole. There better Snyder, be a good story this asshole. week. There better be a happy story this week. So are there any more punchables? Oh, I got uh, just a quick punchable. Oh, great. <laughs> Wait a minute. Greg, you haven't, haven't you muted him? No, no, no. <laughs> hold on. Greg Norman. Hockey's Greg over. Norm- yeah, let's Greg punch Norm- him, the shark. <laughs> Greg Norman has Alan Shipnuck thrown out of the Mickelson press conference, and then he denies knowing anything about it, and there's a picture of him standing behind Shipnuck. Come on. Like, that was such bullshit. I don't know who ch- the chipmunk is, but... Chipnuck's he- he the, the one Mickelson that exposed Mickelson. Yeah. Yeah. The unauthorized biography. The $40 million in gambling. No, seriously, book. Greg Norman. Oh, yeah. Greg Norman should get punched. Too. I told you it was a quick one. It was a quick one. I didn't know Canadians punched. I, I have a quick one. I'm going like, to. How do you punch a How do you punch a shark anyway? Just <laughs> right, think, in right in the nose. Right in the nose. Right in the nose. I think right the SMQBs need to be punched for refusing to allow any reporting on the Yankees. Season oh so come far. on! Oh, my <laughs> <God>. What? <laughs> punch yourself? You reported on the Yankees. I put it on the on agenda their... every week, and you guys reject it. They're boorish <laughs> outfield yeah, fans. Keep okay. keep winning, and that'll take care of itself. Seven <laughs> seven thirty three winning hey, percentage right now. That Subway series is in danger. Look I'd out! Like the Rearview same Mirror st- Mets. I'd like the same steroids that Aaron Judge is <sighs> on. Uh, Philly, Philly, <laughs> Phillies and Braves are coming up. Mets. Look now out. that we're punch, now that we're punching each other. Uh, can we move <laughs> on to a Ted Lasso, please? <laughs> Surprisingly, guys. Pope, you have one, right? I have a Ted Lasso about golf. Oh, it's oh, a lot this week. I know that golf. surprises you. No and tennis. Best, best the tennis Jim, segment. That's Jim Nance voice. <laughs> Maybe some soccer. <laughs> Folks, ladies and gentlemen, Fran Quinn, 57 years old, from Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, Massachusetts, qualified for the U.S. Open. Why does that matter? Well, A, he's the oldest qualifier in 40 years. But B, and most importantly, he missed qualifying by one stroke in 1988, last time they had the uh, tournament at Brookline. And his father and he attended the uh, tournament and uh, his father, because Fran at the time was only 23 years old, put his arm around his shoulder and said, son, you're going to be here one day. You'll play this at this course. And 
I thought, you know, he thought it time had passed because he's 57 years old and they hadn't been back to Brookline since for the open. But his son, Fran's son, convinced him to try out, uh, to try qualify. Now he does play on the champions tour, but I mean, he's not like a, you know, perennial winner or anything. And playing on the champions tour doesn't mean you can qualify for the U S open, but he goes and he makes it in a playoff out of eight guys. There's three of them that advance and he is able to do that. He birdies the uh, playoff hole. And so he's going to be playing 34 years after his father said, you're going to be here one day, son, uh, teeing off on Thursday, early morning, obviously, because he's a, uh, not expected to compete, but what a great story. Um, and it gives hope for us mid fifties. Uh, no, and even, no, it doesn't, no, even it doesn't. <laughs> your handicap isn't that high, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, just, it's, uh, it, it's a great, it's a great, uh, great story. And, you know, the whole concept that, uh, dad said you'd be here one day and it took 34 years, but they're finally back. And he qualified at the age of 57. I, I think that's what sports is all about. Good lasso. That is a good lasso. You you guys have no hope, but that is a good lasso. And if it's Fran versus DJ on Sunday, who's who's everyone cheering for? Oh, Fran. Fran. Yeah, Fran. Fran. Hometown boy. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. All right. Anybody else have any? All right. Well, next time we get together, we'll have an NBA champion. And That's we'll right. Hanging, That's right. We'll be hanging a seven handle. We will be in the seventies. We're getting close to ink time. Yes. That's right. Yeah. In the seventies. All right, guys. Good show. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us. Moose Jaw. Thanks, Moose we'll Jaw. See you guys. See you guys. Good luck, Canada. Bill. See you, Moose. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.